The one thing I've noticed is the more expensive the mic, like the microphone is, I almost said microwave, like the harder they are to use. Oh, really? So this have- is like quite the setup. Yeah, the last time you saw this, it was like mobile in Singapore, right? Uh, yes. Do you realize that this is the amount of shit that we bought to do this podcast? No, did she buy it in Singapore? Because that's meant to be the place for this type Mm-mm, of stuff. No, we bought it on Amazon after we went back and forth for Isn't like- Isn't that a dirty word? I'm not- <laughs> Shouldn't he be like dropping a customer's I name don't- in there? Beep! <laughs> <laughs> Next time we're going to audioadvice.com, the Crowd Shipper HQ customer <laughs> that's with, right. with Metallica as our agency. No, uh, we needed it like quick and like fast and then turn around. And like, that's the whole reason that people shop on Amazon is convenience. I can honestly say I do not have an Amazon account though. Really? I don't use Amazon. But, okay. I You've my- never, ever bought anything? No, no, I have. Cause like when I was in college, I used to buy textbooks. Cause like that's where we had to get textbooks at. But like, I don't, I don't shop on Amazon. I have before I went to Asia, I bought some stuff, but I only bought it because I, I just needed to know when it would arrive. And that's the only reason I ever buy from there. Mm. I have no reason to. Yeah, I only buy like gifts for my niece and nephew because they're in the UK. And so it's like, I don't know, easier to just, they, just someone sends me a link and exactly. that's what like I buy. My my dad's a huge fan of wish lists. So my dad still buys his Christmas gifts, all of his kids, oldest being in their 30s and the youngest being 22. You have to submit my dad a Christmas list. And if you don't, he will buy you the most expensive thing he can think of off the top of his head to make <laughs> you feel bad. <laughs> that's funny. I have a... Pinterest board, uh-huh. which is called Hint Hint. Oh, it's smart. And I just drop stuff on there. And then around my birthday and Christmas time, my husband goes on there and like chooses from what's on the Hint Hint board. And there you go. That's pretty good. My my mom, my mom does nothing like that. My mom is much older than you, but she doesn't, she's the hardest person to shop for for the entire world because she's one of those people that kind of has everything. Mm-hmm. And if she wants something, she just buys it for herself and doesn't tell anyone. And I one year bought her an iPad because it's the only thing I knew she needed. And like her iPad was like getting older. And it was really funny because my mom, if she buys herself something good for Christmas, she wraps it herself. And there was a one gift sitting under the tree. And I was, I was like, oh, what's that? She goes, no, 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 don't open that. Don't open that. She bought herself an iPad. Oh, no. And was giving it to herself. But then she returned it and kept mine. But it was so funny. My mom was like, I did buy myself a nice one. <laughs> Like, oh, thanks, mom. Speaking of moms, we have our CTO, aka our dev mom, in the actually in the office. Yes, which is amazing. In uh, the house, Jen, our CTO is here. Yes, um, have been for the last. When did you get here? Last week. Uh, yeah. So this is. I've done five full days after today. That's five full days in the office. So what do you think of it so far? Well, the office is crowded. We need more real estate. It's crazy in here, but it's good. It's good to be with everyone. It's good to be with my team. Karen said it's bittersweet because I'm obviously remote. So they get two weeks with me a year and then that's it. But yeah, it's been really good. I love Austin. It's a good town. Is there anyone who were in the office who were like, who the hell is that? Mm, Yeah, because we've hired so many people. Actually, I, w- I won't name names, but there's someone that I work quite closely with. They work for you. They work for me, who I'd never met in person. And I was petrified that on the first day, I would walk into the office and be like, oh, hi, I'm Genevieve. And they would be like, yes, I know who you are. I'm like, whoever this person is. And I'd be really embarrassed. So, I made some people send me pictures of this person so I'd know what they'd look like. We had a make sure your Slack photo is up to date. <laughs> Because we have remote staff and I, I know who this is because I was told and I was just sitting in the back of my head like, I need to get to the office early in case this happens because it would be very, very funny. <laughs> it did not happen. And that person's photo on Slack does not even look like them. So, they need That's what he looked like when he started working here. Okay. Super <laughs> HU has aged him. He's grown a beard and a castaway. <laughs> now this person's going to know who we're talking about. People don't actually listen to this podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, give, you give these employees way too much credit. <laughs> no one wants to listen to Karen and I talk and this. This is true. In fact, I like listening to it. I told Karen this story. I, I love listening to it, but then I can't listen to it because it makes me sad because I miss you too much. That's what Karen said. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's so <laughs> No, it's true. And it's true because you sent me like photos and you've been like, oh, I'm listening to this. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. Between you and my mom. Because I didn't want to listen to it. <laughs> number two. Exactly. Number two listener. So <laughs> <laughs> Meredith listens to it. So if you say hi, Meredith, she will get it and she'll go, hi, hey. Meredith. Exactly. She'll listen to it. So what have been some of the highlights from your trip on a personal level and then from kind of like a team level as well? Have you done anything fun while you're in, in Texas? Uh, yeah, we went to the rodeo on the weekend. Yes. That was- I'm sorry I couldn't come. Yeah, it was really fun. You did miss out. It was fun like crazy good. I was fa had fairly low expectations. I didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I did. I'm not really like a kind of rodeo person by nature, I wouldn't have said, but it was really exciting to watch and extremely uh, Texan. All the crowd was, ex as an Australian, exactly how you would imagine a Texan to look. Hats, boots. Rhinestones. Like the, yeah, heaps of rhinestones, the um, jackets with all the like tassels on it. Did you wear anything Texan to no. your thing? Did you think like, shit, I should have some boots on? Yes. Everyone was staring at me. A man asked to see what shoes I had. Really? Yes. Damn, I didn't know they did that. <laughs> it was like a fit check. I didn't realize they did that. Yeah, that's right. No, it was really good. And the actual uh, rodeo was amazing. We saw the bulls, so it was crazy. There was a couple of Australians I didn't do so well. So you guys have rodeos over in Australia too, right? In some sort of capacity? I think we must, but it's not something, it's not in a stadium, not. Not, not as wildly level. popular. Well, not where, you know, where I'm from. So no. Yeah, so you're at the edge of the world. Mm -hmm. I remember whenever, I think it was you. I think it was when I had first started, you were like explaining where Perth was or someone else was. And they were like, yeah, she can wave at penguins. <laughs> it was like the end of the world. It's like that in like Antarctica. So like in my head, whenever th two or three years ago, whenever we went there, I were getting to the coast and kind of like looking, knowing there's going to be no penguins out there. But I was kind of like, <laughs> kind of squinting like, well, maybe if the lighting is right, you might be able to just see Antarctica. No. I was like, because there's nothing out there. No, it's ocean. Well, that you could look from Perth that way. You were looking at South Africa. That's it. I was facing the wrong direction. I also <laughs> not had my glasses on. <laughs> so I think the only other countries that I know of that do rodeos kind of like that is like parts of like South America. So one of the reasons that I'm kind of like out on rodeos and the reason why Karen and I were talking about, I was like, I don't want to go is because where I'm from in East Texas, like all those bull riders and roping people are from where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And so like our high school had competitions, they had roping competitions in my high school. So I'm like, I've seen this a million times. Oh, okay. I know the way it smells. I mean, like I, I know enough of it. And I remember one of the guys, uh, my buddy Seth was like a national champion roper and he would like do calf roping mm -hmm. and he would go to Brazil and we were in like, I don't know, we were like 14 at the time. And his dad would just send him down to Brazil and he'd come back with these huge belt buckles, like, you know, those like really comically yeah. large ones. He would win those as trophies. Okay, like so, they're, so they're trophies. I was wondering, I'm like, surely he has a belt buckle. Like, that's not a very No, no, it's like a trophy. Oh, yeah, okay. no, it's like- Like it's a so, wrestling belt kind exactly. of Exactly. Yeah. It's like that. They're huge. Like, I, he had one of them, I swear. I'm holding up a like a moleskin notebook. It was like this big and he wore it in there. <laughs> yeah, that's not Australian. And I'm not sure they'd give away belt buckles. I don't know. Maybe they do. We so need that, to Google. Yeah, maybe. Well, I wish one of the Australians would have won while they were there. <laughs> Me too. So what what do you think? So besides like the growth, what is the thing that I'm trying to think of the best way to articulate this? And this is great for podcasts because it's just listening to my like open train of thought. <laughs> but what's been like the biggest knowledge jump that you guys have seen with you being in the office opposed to being remote? So obviously you've got you've got to work with the knowledge you have. And I, I think what I did was make some assumptions about how the team operated mm -hmm. when I'm not here. Yeah. And I can see that my assumptions I were making I was making were 
quite incorrect. Mm. I think it, who works with who, just that type of like who reaches out to who surpri- has surprised me. People who I didn't think kind of stepped up are really stepping up into, you know, filling gaps where there is gaps and, and things like that. And just I actually feel a little bit guilty that I'm not around for them more because I can see that when I am here, they are, yeah, they can use that kind of person in the room. So it, it's altered how we uh, think about remote working, to be honest. Yeah, that's one of the things that I was jokingly talking about when I was talking to you. And I was like, oh, you know, I did an interview with Jennifer Dunn and I was talking about how she's been remote since 2008. And you mm-hmm. raised your hand and you were like, like, you've been remote for here since ever. Mm-hmm. I never really thought of you as remote because I guess it's because when I started, there was like seven of us mm-hmm. and we were working really late doing support calls and then you were awake and then we'd go to, sometimes we'd stay up all night and we'd just work all night mm-hmm. and go to sleep and go back during the day. So there's always kind of like crossover and then in like the leadership team. So I've worked with you since, you know, since day dot essentially. But I never really thought of it whenever people are like, oh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go leave a little bit early so I can get online tonight with Jen. Mm-hmm. I never thought of you as remote until you said that, which is so stupid because you're literally in another continent. Yeah. And I think, you know, for us, when, when we were smaller, and this is probably something that any company can take away from you know listening to our podcast if they ever do um (laughs) (laughs) is that when you're smaller it's much easier to have those organic lines of communication and to Mm -hmm. know people really well because you know we've been at conferences i mean that one thing is that it's so much easier to communicate with someone when you've met them face to face so when there are you know those online conversations you're i don't know you can you can just connect with people better you can communicate much better so even though we're remote i feel like it's really important early on to kind of get face-to-face time with newer people or when you're changing teams but also you need to be almost embarrassingly explicit about how you're going to communicate and and how you're going to work and what your process is going to be whereas you wouldn't have to do that if you're in the office but when there's no, like, barely any time crossover, given my time zone, but also no, like, face-to-face time, you have to be extremely verbose about how you're going to operate as two colleagues working together or a manager. And a- I have no idea how you do it. I'm the most pro-in-office person there could possibly be. Because <laughs> people – so we're doing a lot of hiring at Shipper HQ, and I, and I front load a lot of it And because, one, I like to do it, and I, I like to see it feel like I'm building this part of the team. But people will come in and be like, well, what's your remote policy? And I was going to say, look, if you're going to work for me, if you're going to be in one of the teams I over at the end of the day work for me, like you need to be in the office. Like I want you in the office because we move really fast and quick. And that's the one thing I just I just couldn't do it. I don't think I just feel like it's because the fundamental pieces we have in place aren't remote in the operational side. Mm -hmm. But like I could see it. But I don't know. I I always forget that, you know, like we do have because I think it's because we've all met like Josh and Jason are in the UK with Mike Mm -hmm. and Jane. But I mean, theirs is like three hours ahead. So we get some overlap. I don't know. I just never really thought of us as remote as we actually are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the engineering team is like mostly remote. So there's more engineering team members now, or it's probably about even not in the office as there are in. Also, the minority of our engineering team are Americans. Yes. Because uh, I, th- I was thinking about that the other day when someone mentioned it to me. And well, we interviewed this guy. And I interviewed with him, Zanab interviewed with him, and then you and Karen did. Mm-hmm. And so that guy must have thought like I was the only American there because <laughs> we all have like you have an Australian accent, Karen's British, Zanab's from Pakistan, and I'm and I'm the American. That guy's face was like, who the heck are Hashtag we? diversity. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All women in leadership too. <laughs> yes. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. But it, it really made me laugh and I was thinking about it and I was like, man, there's a lot of like 
foreign people yeah, and a lot of really remote is. people. Yeah, there really is. And we don't have like a proper policy uh, for remote working. Like, you know, we don't have any written guidelines. It's just this kind of like roll with the punches approach we've had to this date. I don't know. I, I, well, I don't know. It's pretty successful. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I, it's, it, I, think it's, I think it's because your time zone is so different that it's kind of like fight or flight sometimes. For yeah, the guys. It, it's worked really well in the past because like there's been that natural handover of work kind of around the globe and around the world. Um, I'm sorry, I keep coughing. That's okay. How are you? I'm good. I, th- I just have allergies. Oh, okay. Like I'm not sick. I just have the, I just have allergies and I, I don't smoke, but it sounds like I smoke cigarettes on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's working really well, but to this point, I feel like now that we've got a bigger team, maybe staff, a lot of newer staff members. So there's not that, what's the word? tribal knowledge mm-hmm. like that's that's really been diluted so yeah we're working really hard to kind of fill those gaps it's just that that natural teething process of a company going from really small to you know significantly bigger that's the one thing in the in the austin office that like i'm always like the most aware of and that's why like last week i was like look i don't every week we do weekly training but i was just like jenna i just want you to sit there and talk mm-hmm. because just hearing you talk about like stories, things like that, I just feel like it's it gives them some sort of like past knowledge of like, oh, this is why we did this or like what actually is blue jalapeno? Because that to me was like the funniest question because none of them knew that. Mm-hmm. And like if you knew it from the sales side, if someone came in to buy it, but if it, they had no idea. And I thought that was really funny. That was fun. like those things to me are just like Jen. And to them, it's just like <laughs> what? Exactly. The name means what? And so that to me is like the is like the funniest thing. But yeah, I think as we grow, I mean, because we're in like the low 30s, mm-hmm. but as we grow, it's just one of those things that it's becoming well, more Well, it's and more 30 apparent. here. Yeah. There, there's – well, so in the Austin office, there's 21. Oh, okay. And then, well, counting like our remote guy who's up here in Liberty Hill, it's 22. So, that's that's how many are in Austin. But we're looking to – I mean, I'm hiring for four more in Austin, so 26. Mm-hmm. So, we just need to get out of this building. There's like more out there. It's because of the office is shrinking with <laughs> the amount of people that are in there. So, you're in Austin for a few more days. What is the no- What is the one thing you miss the most about Australia and you can't say family? Because I know you miss your family the most, but you can't say family. I'm not sure I do miss them the most. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Lily and Alex. I miss- And Paul. uh, And Paul, yeah. I miss, well, it's warm. I miss the beach because it's like summer right now. That's probably a break. Is this like typical Australian winter here or is this warmer or colder than your It's about the same. Our weather's probably really similar. Yeah. That's a nice nice winter. I miss having milk readily available whenever you want to have a cup of tea or coffee. You guys are weird. Those little (laughs) cups of like sweet, creamy stuff is disgusting. (laughs) It's a little, it's the, just so everyone knows that we're not like dishing out, I don't know what, but they're like the little portion creamers. Yes, that's what they are. Vanilla sweetened. It's like condensed milk. Have you yeah. ever? Do you have condensed yeah, milk here? Yeah, that's what it's like, but not as thick. We only put it in baking, though. I think in like Vietnamese coffee, they put condensed yeah, milk in it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, we only put it in baking too. Yeah. Anyway, what else do I miss? I think that's it, really. Maybe. Mm, do you miss driving at all? No. Are you a big dri- Do you like driving? Uh, not really. I like walking and running and stuff. I I don't think I could drive here. I really feel like I'd be running into everything. Did I tell you about whenever Alec and I took a road trip up uh, the coast? We rented a Suzuki. I don't know what the hell it was. We got upgraded <laughs> from our car and we got put – our upgrade was a worse car than what we had. When I tried to like be like, no, I want the car I paid for. They're like, well, look, we actually can't give it to you. We already ordered it. So, you have this upgrade. I was like, this sucks. But I uh, was driving. It was doing great. And there was a roundabout. It looks like those ones you can kind of run over. Like mm-hmm. in England, you, know, you can kind of like run over mm-hmm. part of it as long as like two wheels around mm-hmm. the outside. 
I tried to do that, but it was up a lot higher than I thought it was. And so I was in this like cracker box car and I went, Whoom! and like, I swear to did God. Did you go on two wheels? Oh yeah, we did for a split second. And I think Alec was like dozing off and he was afraid to drive, but he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he'd bleep that out. What are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And so I dented the rim and I didn't realize that until we went to turn the car in. So we turned the car in or whatever. And uh, we were running late, of course. And we were once, and I parked the car and the guy comes out and goes, why is this rim dented? I looked, I was like, oh, no, it was like that. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, in America, as an American, if I would have hit something, it would have been on the other side. So an Australian person hit something. And I just said it with so much conviction that the guy <laughs> that was- That doesn't make any it sense. Did, it didn't. No, I know it didn't. I know it didn't. But I just said it with such conviction. And I just looked at the guy and the guy was like, oh, okay. yeah, mate, you're right. Yeah. And then like marked it and then went on my way. I'm sure he said, yeah, mate, you're all right. And- he, probably, he probably said, <laughs> mumbled something else like, American. And then <laughs> yes. like, just wrote it off and I went on my way. But I- I went like airborne for a second and it scared me. No, I would never drive here. And I think I've driven once on like the wrong side of the road, which is actually the right side of the road. And yeah, it it wasn't pretty. It was in Portugal and I kind of came out of the parking lot on the the wrong side of the road with like, you know, the hard carriageway Mm -hmm. between the the side I was meant to be on. So I basically had to just turn down a one-way street and everyone's screaming at me and that was the end of my driving. <laughs> Daniel Daniel and I, the first time we went to Australia, we went for a five-day layover in mm-hmm. New, New Zealand. Zealand. Mm-hmm. And I had never driven on that side of the road. And Daniel had a lot of faith in me. And Daniel was like, hey, I'll show you how to do it. Being the fatherly figure he is, mm-hmm. my mentor, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, cool, thanks. And so we're going and I was about to take a right and I was going and I was just about to turn and I had my turn signal on the wrong way. Jenna goes, which way are you turning? I said, Dana, I got this. So what do you mean? I know which way to turn. So I just start turning left, which is not the way to go. And Dana goes, right. And I just like, and I, and I just like whipped it. There was a car coming. I didn't even look. And I remember Daniel was like, okay. And so before I turned every time, Daniel would go, right? And I'd go, right. <laughs> and we turned. And his wife was in the backseat just like holding on to her seatbelt. Like, will you please stop? Hail Mary. Him, please stop letting him drive. Yeah. Still here. Nice job. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I wanted to tell you the story about that. Yes. Because I think you'll think this is funny. Quentin is pointing at a large metallic longhorn like head sculpture that's hanging on the Yeah, so it's it's uh it was welded together. So I used to live in an apartment that I used to have to pass through like a sh- little shopping center because I could like go around traffic. So I, I would do that. And one time there was a homeless guy who was having like a like a garage sale. He didn't have a garage, so it was just like a, a on a driveway sale. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it was Rug just like- sale? Yeah, exactly. So he had this little <laughs> shopping cart yep. and he had that hooked onto the front of the shopping cart and a bunch of random stuff. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. And this was in our old office and mm-hmm. I was, we didn't have anything Texan in our office. And I was like, we need something like cool. So I rolled out my window. Hey man, how much is that thing? And he was like, uh, it's 40 bucks. And I was like, oh look, man, I don't want to offend you, but I got like five bucks. I had a $5 bill and I had a bunch of quarters because I w- didn't have an apartment at the time and I was doing laundry. I was like, does that work? And the guy kind of looked at it and was like, yeah. And he's like, roll your window down. So I rolled my backseat window down and he just throws it from like four <laughs> feet. And he made it through it. It blew my mind. The guy just like chucks it through it. And I had like leather seats Did he used seat. to play for the Longhorns? <laughs> and that's why he made the shot? <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. But I bought it. And I remember bringing it to the office and being like, hey, guys, I bought this. And they were like, where'd you buy it from? And I was like, oh, I bought it from some homeless guy. And they're like, well, where do you think he got it from? And I was like, oh, I don't know. There's like neighborhoods right by where I live. And so there's no, that that was 100% just like stolen off yes, someone's yard. It no was. <laughs> but now it's hanging in our podcast room. It looks good. I, I like love it. it. We, mm. It's only been hanging up for like, I don't know, like five or six months. It used to just be over here in the corner. And I was like, man, if I doesn't get hung up soon, I'm going to put it in my, I was like, I'm going to put it in my condo. Let me guess who hung it. 
Yeah, Steve hung it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, because we're not allowed to put any nails in the wall, which I think is honestly fair enough. Yes. There's a few things like that where sometimes it's like, oh, you know, we really could do this. But there's other things where it's like, I'm, I'm okay with, uh, mm-hmm. I'm okay with you kind of handling the. We did have that conversation in the, di- we went to dinner the other night, beautiful mm-hmm. restaurant in uh, downtown Austin at JW Marriott. Yeah, the OP Italian. Beautiful. And Jared was telling us the story about his lack of handyman skills. So yeah. I would never have guessed that it was Jared. Yeah, no, definitely not Jared. I think I think I'm a little bit further along than Jared is, but mm-hmm. I, we're both uh, warranty people. I would say not. Is there Bunnings here? No, what we do don't you- have Bunnings, but I know what Bunnings is. Yeah, okay, not Bunnings regulars. Yeah, no, I know where it is. What do you call that here? We have like a Home Depot. Okay. Yeah, so it's like the it's like a hardware. It's like the really really big hardware mm-hmm. store. We went into one of those for some. Oh, whenever we were wrapping back up those uh, that artwork that Karen bought. Did you buy a sausage in a bun? I don't remember if we did. On the weekends, that's like standard fare out the front. I do remember when we went to a pie shop with Alec. Alec, didn't, were you with us? Don't think did so. Did you hear the story? So we went to this pie shop that was somewhere in uh, Perth where you were, and Alec didn't know how to open up the ketchup packet. And I guess with you guys, you have them, so you, you like pinch the sides and like mm-hmm. squirt to the middle. He didn't know that, and he just like <laughs> shot himself in the face <laughs> and all over his shirt. <laughs> and he was wearing a white shirt. And so Karen and I are like talking and drinking coffee and like talking, arguing like Karen and I mostly do. And we just look over and he's covered in ketchup. And I was like, did someone hurt you? Like, did you just get stabbed? And he was covered in ketchup. And we were on our way. We were going to go do something really fun that day. It was a Saturday. It was when we were down there working mm-hmm. on all the enhanced checkout stuff, mm-hmm. covered in ketchup. And we we're like, yeah, yeah. But I have to, he's like, can we go home and change shirts first? <laughs> and Karen was dying laughing. But it looked, it looked like, he looked like he went through like a horror movie. <laughs> like got to like almost the end and bled out. Like yeah, he was yeah. covered in it. Yeah. There's not a lot of sauce in those little things though. Yeah. That's Australia is really cheap. America's better at that. They have the big, like, when you go and buy food, they just, all the condiments are right there. Oh, We're yeah, like, we- that'll be 20 cents for that pathetic little piece of plastic. That, the aioli thing to me still bothers me. Like, I don't, because like, this is something I found in New Zealand and parts of Australia as well, is that aioli in Italian means sauce. Mm-hmm. And so I went to a fish and chips place and they were all like, what kind of aioli do you want? And I was like, oh, do you have like a garlic one? They're like, no, we have aioli. I was like, okay, you have sauce kind of sauce do you have they're like we have aioli and i was like okay <laughs> what kind and they're like aioli and i was like what the fuck is going on right now and then i found out what they were talking about and yeah. i was like oh you just call it aioli yes. and they're like, like yeah, garlic yeah mayonnaise yeah exactly well that's all it is but mm. it just was like i got in this like word circle for like 30 seconds <laughs> and this girl and i and she was probably like i don't know it's probably like two years older than her so both of us young just like staring at each other like are we gonna get out of this word loop and was, she just ended <laughs> handing me the sauce and was like it was like 60, please take it and stop it was talking. just like 60 cents and like please just go away and <laughs> yeah. i was like okay i'm leaving this is very weird <laughs> yeah it was a vicious cycle there's one other thing i wanted to say oh the last thing do you have any good australian pie recipes Pie recipes. Yep. I hand on my heart. I cook a lot. You make it all. Yes. You know Nigella Lawson. No. I should have lied and said yes, but no, I have no idea who that is. You don't know who that is. No, I'm gonna look it up. Look her up. Yes. Uh, Nigella N I G E W L A. Anyone who's not Quentin probably knows who that is. She's uh, damn. She's rich. Very famous chef in the UK. Has a cookbook called How to Be a Domestic Goddess, which is all baking recipes. So after my daughter was born, I was incredibly, not bored is the wrong word. I was like unstimulated, if that makes sense. So had very little free time, but also a lot of brain just sitting there, not doing very much. So I decided to cook every recipe in that book. Oh, wow. So I have it at home. I rated them all. So yes, I bake a lot, but I've never made a pie. 
A our, meat pie. The only the only British chef that we really know here is Gordon Ramsay, and he takes up a lot of that. And then there's also Jamie Oliver. You must know him. Yeah, Jamie Oliver's pretty cool. He's mm-hmm. he's the pink slime guy from the Chicken Nuggets. Yes. Yeah, and he's he's pretty cool. And then there's Robert Irvine. Oh, I don't know who that is. He's like the big Jack dude who wears like glasses. He looks like he's he's like super muscular. No, don't um, know who that is. No, I'll, t- I'll take a look at it. But anyways, so my when I get fired plan mm-hmm. is I'm going to open up a food truck. And I was talking about like the one thing that I've had like in my privilege to go around the world that I feel like would play really well here is like Australian meat pies. Yes. And Karen talks about it all the time too. So it's like perpetuating the idea in my head. Mm-hmm. But You I gotta, just gave away your business idea. No one listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I want to I want to start it a food truck, and uh, Jared gave me an idea for highfalutin, a play on highfalutin. There you go. Nice. That's that's my plan. But I I, I don't feel know how to- you could spitball that around a bit more. We I, I feel like there might be some other options out there, but that's pretty nice. I'm trying to send these guys down a bad path. That's what I'm telling <laughs> them. They're like, oh yeah, it's a great one. But uh, I don't know how to cook. I, like I know how to bake. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really good at like cakes. Mm-hmm. But like flaky pastry for me is just something I've never like been able to nail. Yeah, me either. I've but the secret to a good pie is the filling, mm-hmm. and I I don't know how they do it, but it's delicious. Yeah. Did Karen tell you about the pie person that she helped from GoDaddy? She found this like English pie company on GoDaddy, and they had like massive shipping issues. And so then Karen like called them and was like, "I'm going to help you guys get all this stuff sorted out." So like Karen took on this like. Uh, consultatory project to get free pies. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did it work? I don't know. I haven't talked to her about it in a while. But I contacted GoDaddy for it because I, I know some people over there. And so, like, I reached out to them about some stuff because, like, their API and Karen was like, they should have this and that, this and that. You know, I mean, nobody knows shipping APIs better mm-hmm. than her. Mm-hmm. And so, she was like, they should be able to do all this. But I don't – I'll have to ask her about that. Mm. That'll, be the, that'll be the follow-up thing. English pies and Australian pies are different too. So, are you going to have a British pie or an Australian pie? The filling, they have a different flavor. And they have they serve theirs weird. Sorry, no offense, English people. That's they, like, they... float them in, like, either pureed peas or gravy, like, soupy that stuff. That is true. It is, like, it is mm. stuff. Whereas we just get the pie and the sauce and eat it. Well, that's better than us. Ours is just sweet everything. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing, because I remember they were, like, oh, we're going to get, like, meat pies. And I was like, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and they were like, take your American stigma of it out of it. There's no strawberries or apple in it. Yeah. It's the meat pie. <laughs> We're trying to be like, oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's we really should, good. We should have these here. Yeah. What about sausage rolls? Do you have sausage rolls? No. So we have something called kolaches, which is similar. So it's not similar at all, but that's our closest concept to it mm-hmm. where it's like sausage mm-hmm. and it's wrapped in like uh, biscuit dough almost mm-hmm. and they bake them in the morning. I think they're German, but there's a lot of German settlers in uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. There's a town right down here called New Braunfels, which is a huge German population. They have a thing called Wurstfest, but they make them there. Have mm-hmm. you had any of those yet right no. here? Okay. I'm going to tell Alec and Alec is going to definitely bring you kolaches because that's like the, it's a pretty big, it's a pretty common breakfast. Nice. Yeah. We eat more than breakfast tacos here. Like what? Kolaches, sometimes fruit. I like cereal personally. Breakfast burritos, sometimes mix it up. Yeah, because I was Googling uh, on Sunday thinking, oh, I'll go for brunch, which to me is like eggs and <coughs> bacon and the newspaper mm-hmm. and a coffee and, you know, like a kind of relaxing thing to do on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it didn't – it seemed like everywhere's trucks and tacos. No, Austin is definitely a – it is a pro-brunch city. Oh, really? You should have messaged me. I, I could have – well, I was asleep in my, like, sick slumber. But there's definitely some good brunch places here. Like, my favorite thing – anytime I go to a breakfast place and I see they have Eggs Benedict, I just order it. Yeah. That's, like, my favorite thing in the entire world. Like, if I just see that, I won't read the rest of the menu. I'll go, okay, cool. I'm just going to be happy with this. Yeah. I just know I'm going to be happy. Yeah, delicious. The other thing Austin does really well is beer. Yes. And beer merchandise. Every bar you go to has merchandise. Have you noticed that 
I don't think uh, you none of the, none of them make sense. But every hat that like Alec wears is a bar in Austin. No, I've never like, noticed. Like Staggerly is a bar that's like on Rainy Street, right near where Craft Pride is. So it's definitely it's it's a very prideful area. Like you're like you're proud of what bars you go to. So like you represent them. Yeah. And sometimes to the point where like they give you free stuff. Well, they're very cool too. Like every little bar has this real personality, and they're they're marketing themselves really well, like uniquely. You know, Rainy Street's the perfect example where it's like lots and lots of little houses, basically, mm. if people haven't ever been to Rainy Street. Like little old shacks kind of wooden houses and they're all turned into bars and each one's got a different vibe and mm. a different um, theme or kind of shtick. And, yeah, they're all merchandising, you know, T-shirts and hats and hoodies and it's cool. I love it. Yeah, it's it's definitely a unique thing. Do they not do that at like Lord Nelson or any of the breweries? No. Or- no, it's crazy. And where I'm from in Perth on the West Coast, and I'm sure the East Coast the same, craft breweries is like a really massive growth industry. And yeah, they're, they're, they're missing the trick. They just need to get on the swag. I mean, because mm-hmm. like I always buy them. Like when I went to Guatemala a few weeks ago, my brother was like, hey, bring me a hat from a brewery because you always have them. He likes them. And my brother's trying to be young because he turns 30 this year. That's what I told him. Oh, no, he, yeah, he turns 30 this year. I was like, so you're just trying to be young is what he always says because he always wears like my brother is a very typical, like, MBA, I have my thing. Like, very straight-laced dude, super casual, but he was like, yeah, I need to get, like, a cool hat to wear. <laughs> and he was like, my little brother will give me a cool hat. And I bought him the hat. He ended up not liking it. So, he wore his, like, American flag Ralph Lauren hat instead. And I was like, what? Very MBA. Yeah, very MBA, <laughs> very American. Polo? Yeah, he, yeah, like, he, khaki slack? Yeah, he does that. He wears loafers. He's a big loafer guy. Yeah. Dresses really nice. Wears a lot of Brooks Brothers. That's his thing, though. Like that, because that's what the presidents wear. Oh, really? I guess apparently. I don't know. As you can see from my motorcycle tie-dye <laughs> shirt, the apple fell very far from his brother. <laughs> okay. Well, with that being said, before we digress anymore, thank you for coming, Jen. Now, In Texas and on this podcast. I know. I'm, I am I, I feel like you, time went by really fast because you have been working with the dev team. So, Because mm-hmm. like, the other day at dinner or whenever, I was like, oh, we'll sit over there. And you were like, no, we haven't really talked at all. So this is like, I think the most we've talked since you've gotten here. It is. Good. I just need to start scheduling podcasts with more people then. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Jen. Thank you, Quentin.